that. Is that a problem? No, it's fantastic. It's a big one. <laughs> we use them for those where you make the salads for the week, but oh, they also work for yeah, cups. Yeah, I've seen that on Pinterest. Oh, there was something I was going to talk to you about. Uh, I guess we'll just end it early. <laughs> no, there was something I was going to fucking... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is weird, man. I've, I've got more rust on me than... Um, uh, I'm going to cut out all the silence so it sounds witty. <laughs> I got more rust on me than... Uh, something that's rusty. From sitting around not being used than... Uh, um, Trump's uh <laughs> oh, I know what it was gonna be. I was just gonna say um concession uh, letter, that's what it was. <laughs> concession speechwriter, concession speechwriter, rustier than yeah, I'm rustier than Trump's concession speechwriter. Right Nailed now. it. <laughs> I just have to cut out 37 seconds of uh, what are you talking uh, about? That was, that, that was one take. That's why they call me one take Noah. One take Noah. <laughs> no, I just uh I liked how we were going to get this recording going and I asked if you had the outline and then you're like, outlines are for rookies, bro. <laughs> I already knew that you weren't going to look at it until we recorded. And that's why I put some surprises in here because I just liked <laughs> 57%. I'm just throwing out all kinds of statistics today of of the magic is you just winging it and not knowing what the next thing is. So uh all right we let's go ahead and start it we got to get a lot done because noah said there's a there's a hard stop at 120 and then he's late to the game he's trying to tell me how to live i don't appreciate it diamonds are made under pressure bro (laughs) welcome to play with it a podcast where we talk toys board games and other things we should have outgrown you guys should uh subscribe to us on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher if you haven't already if there's some sort of platform that is like new and upcoming that the kids are on and we we aren't, please tell us so we can be on that too. I made a TikTok page, but I haven't done anything on it. And I made a YouTube. So I'd like to do some YouTube videos at some point. So let me know if that's something you guys want to see. Next year should be a lot better just by default. Yeah. So, so I'm hoping Mono. that... Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think... <laughs> I think humanity in general can hopefully say yeah, that yeah i mean i wasn't <laughs> talking about our podcast specifically i actually meant just everything should be by default <laughs> slightly better uh um, i was looking over our outline there's some there's some good stuff in this episode guys you want to stick around yeah specifically as i was just glancing i just saw the words wife sex stories merging topics and toy story and i was i was just glancing i didn't i was like wait what is going on those are completely different parts of the (laughs) podcast they are not together or are they you'll have to listen Uh, to find out yeah number seven will amaze you um no i I do have a a little story to get into uh that i haven't shared with you that I, i i saved for the podcast all right let's hear it uh so uh, I'm moving and I'm really excited because I'm going from an apartment to a house. So I'm going to have all kinds of room for new toys and board games <laughs> and everything. However, I have to pack up everything that I have and all my c- crammed in my small space here. And um, we're packing and my wife is super awesome about trying to help me pack my toys. But I have to supervise because, you know, things have to be a certain way and <laughs> yep. I, everything's always in flux. So I have items that are going to be opened items that are never going to be opened, items that are already opened. Uh, there's a lot of rules, and only I yeah. know what they are. Depend- so it dictates how they're going to be packed, whether like how yes. much you care about the packaging right. and things like that. I right. have plastic totes for the um, expensive stuff. I have uh, just regular boxes with fragile written on it for like things I'm eventually going to open. Um, so it's, it's a whole thing. So instead of like writing out a whole like, um, algorithm for her to study, I'm just, she's just helping me out and it's great. So what happened was we got to the shelf where a lot of my designer toys are on and a lot of those are like vinyls and stuff. Some of them are resin and some of them are Noah's toys. You know, this Noah that we're talking to, uh, I don't like where this is going uh, already designer toys stuff. I paid for my Noah exclusive, uh, early release stuff. And uh, she grabbed one off the shelf. I was packing something else. 
And then I hear stuff hit the ground and she's like, oh, shit. And she knows that they're like, we're on the Noah shelf uh, of toys. And I'm like, hey. so I look quickly and I and, and I see her and she's just got this look of terror on her face, just deer in the headlights. And she's like, I, I don't know what happened. It just kind of exploded in my hand. And, and I, so I look at it and I, and I see that the head's rolled in one way and the legs are everywhere. Oh, and then, guess. well, I already know. And, it's and, then, it is. and then, and then, and then I said, what did you do? Like, I, I don't know. You know, that's Noah's like, I know. I don't know. They're magnets. It's fine. This, right. The yeah. limbs and head are magnets. She's like, oh my God, you were going to kill me. I was like, no, it's fine. And I'll just, oh, make so Noah. it didn't really break. No, no, it didn't break at all. <laughs> but she thought she broke that it. That it, is hilarious. She was so upset about it for like two seconds. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, you lucked out because uh, you know how long it took me to get that to you. And uh, I'm never making another one of those stupid things ever again. <laughs> That's so. fair. No, it's good. I'm glad to have it in my collection. And uh, it was, I know that I had a decision to make when I saw what had hit the floor and and I knew exactly why it did, and I could have said, "No, it's okay, baby." That's so mean. It's fine. But, but I knew that I needed that extra two seconds of what did you do? Yeah, that's so mean, but also worth it. It was. Um, it was. And good. now she, I'm gonna text, text your wife and say, "Why are you trying to break my toys? You don't like me that much." You should do that. You should do that. <laughs> uh, so that's. And just for for reference, guys, on the outline, I just said, wife broke toy Noah made. <laughs> and he texted me and said, I already am sad about the first item on the agenda. <laughs> so he didn't know about it. Well, I was all ready to pull out a that's 2020 for you. Yeah, this is <laughs> what 20, 2020 sounds like. There you go. <laughs> um, okay, next thing I want to talk about real quick. You know, when you're naming a podcast and you're 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 gonna put one out, you know, you have to think about something that is original enough that isn't been taken a bunch of times because eventually you hope that it will get big enough that you won't be stepping on something else that already exists or uh, you know that's in the same lane. We we settled on play with it because we liked kind of the uh, the playful nature, the playful nature, and, and also always having to explain that it's not a sex toy. Um, <laughs> podcast is that was actually was, one of my life goals is to be on a podcast that people thought was dirty but was actually had more to do with children's items right right <laughs> that was I, that was a life goal of mine so check box <laughs> checked uh so having said that uh i did some you know googling prior to us coming up with the name and then of course after we had released a few episodes there was another one that had play with it in the title. I don't know if they were considered play with the podcast or play with it without the podcast in the name. I figured we'd hash that out later, but <laughs> the damage had already been done. It was a little inconvenient as I would go because I think last Christmas, maybe even yeah. was when we were really kind of starting. And I remember being at Christmas with my wife's family <laughs> talking about the podcast and then being like, oh, yeah, I want to go listen to it. And I'm like, okay. Search Play With It podcast, but it's not the one with the big red lips that says sex talk. Yeah. Uh, it's the other one with the toys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's on Apple Podcasts, and they all, you you know, they were all using Apple Podcasts, and I, right. I remember you mentioning that. So it was a bit of a bummer after we'd already started releasing to see that there was one that was going on around the same time, because I, I think they started releasing the same time we did. Uh, we've been doing this a year now, so happy anniversary, Noah! By the way, um, I'm happy Thanks. that we're still doing this, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it, it's been a wild year, and we haven't been able to consistently release. We've kept it going, and uh, I know we've missed a few, but I think next year we're going to be able to really come in strong um, and maybe make some changes to the frequency. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think what I have to say about that is sure. uh, no promises. Yeah, absolutely. No, there's no promise. We could be gone tomorrow. But for now, here we are. Keep going. Uh, no, but so I just say that to say that, yeah, it was about a year ago that we noticed there was another podcast going uh, with a similar name. And then I found out just recently, I was talking to Noah, we were playing a board game online together in like a Zoom chat. And uh, hey, man, the other podcast stopped broadcasting. Uh, they haven't done anything since June. And here we are 
you know, in the winter. So I don't know what happened with them and I'm, I'm sorry that they're no longer doing it, but, um, since they were like a sex talk podcast, um, Noah mentioned that, well, maybe we need to start getting some of their fans involved yeah, in, in ours. Right. So the SEO is already in place. They've already done the work to build the fan base right. around play with it podcast with that sort of, uh, erotic, <laughs> <laughs> tone yeah. so it just made sense like why let that all go to waste like there was some hard work behind that so um there's some market share that we can start yeah to, yeah to so what on. carl and i decided to do is we're gonna merge topics basically we're gonna talk about toys it's gonna be business as usual but we're also gonna bring in that uh erotic slant from this recently deceased podcast with the same name right and so in an effort to do that um, we have a real big treat for you guys. Uh, I uh, would like to debut uh, well, some of the my favorite stuff, which is uh, Toy Story erotic fan fiction. So hold this on, is how we're going to merge the two worlds? Before so. you go any further, I don't know if you thought you were going to read anything, but I actually have the recording of us discovering that this was a thing. So if you okay. want to hear that, uh, so <laughs> sure. so now that we've well, kind of so you're telling me I pulled it up for nothing, but okay. Uh, if you want to do a live read, you're welcome to. I actually have the recording of Noah and I discovering this fanfic that he found online by googling when we were just making jokes about the possibility of Toy Story fan fiction, and of course it exists. So here's a recording of uh our kind of discovery in that so check it out okay what so what did you look up <laughs> i looked i googled erotic toy story fan fiction <laughs> for our new segment okay and uh the first story that popped up is titled <laughs> it's titled what what what's andy doing with his hand <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you, you got dude you got an excerpt <laughs> yeah i do let's see cold winter saturday morning 15 year old andy was playing video games in his room and his lovable toys were in their usual places blah 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 then he remembered what he had learned in sex ed class and what the teacher said that boys did once they hit puberty Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he turned his game off, ran to his mom's bathroom, and grabbed the. Sh- oh, this gets a little weird. He is all child after all. Yeah. <laughs> the toys were amazed that they saw how quick and efficiently and he moved to set up his little plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think Andy's going to do? What he said to Buzz? <laughs> Beats me, but if we know Andy, then we know the little bitch is probably going to play with the lotion. What? Wait, 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 wait. This is not. This is not how you write the voices of these characters. <laughs> uh, who was that that called him a bitch? Buzz Lightyear, Buzz. bro. <laughs> okay, so they watch. Uh, Andy puts on an adult video on something. Um, and then they weren't prepared for what they saw. <laughs> Naked blonde busty woman was uh, getting acts performed. What, <laughs> what the fuck? To the infinity act. and beyond. <laughs> uh, wait, did, did they put that in or they did not? No, that's in there for sure. Buzz okay. says, what the fuck to infinity and beyond. <laughs> they said overstimulated Buzz's wiring and triggered his built-in speech mechanism. Um, yeah, this gets to where like I don't, Oh, it looks like our Andy's becoming a man. Gross. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, here's a here's a touching scene with Woody and Jesse. I love you, Jesse, you redhead bitch. <laughs> Believe it or not, I actually cut out a lot of laughter. So that, that was a, a cohesive piece. Uh, but I thought the uh, the actual point of discovery was something magical in itself so i wanted to include that in case uh the the reading didn't go well <laughs> take that <laughs> take that for what it what you will it was uh kind of an impromptu rabbit hole we went down while we were playing games over zoom and uh it was hilarious and we hope that you at least enjoyed our discovery of that crazy and very searchable in case you want to read the, the damn thing <laughs> 
excerpt of uh, of that fanfic. So that exists, guys, and we did not write it. So <laughs> I just wow. want to also reiterate that we had nothing to do with this. Uh, we just <laughs> thought that it was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, FBI, don't come to my house. Yeah, no, we that didn't. Wasn't, yeah, that wasn't not, me. Not that. <laughs> So I think the next thing I want to kind of get into is I've noticed I've started dabbling and Noah's started dabbling even more into 12 inch figures, uh, one six scale. Yeah. Um, like many collectors before us, our collecting habits are escalating into the realm of ridiculous. Some miss, some people might say. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it's been kind of fun. I think I started, I paved the way. And drug Carl along with me, which is exactly what he deserves. I, I don't collect twelve inch figures. I'm gonna right now. I'm saying that I don't collect them. Yeah, but, I but how many do you have on the way? Uh-huh. Okay, I already have. I, I bought one Hot Toys to see what the fuss was about. I want to say probably three or four years ago, and it's the best figure I have. And that's the problem, guys. The best figure I have is the super expensive Hot Toys toy. But I do have a couple of other ones on the way. So, uh, oh, I do have the Mondo News Batman the Animated Series Batman. And I, that's in the same scale, I believe. And that's a really cool figure. Um, yeah. So I've dabbled. One, 112 is cool. Like, you get a level of detail you and uh, realism that's hard to get in, like, one sixth. Some companies come close, but I just couldn't help myself. I had to get the uh, Mandalorian from hot toys yeah it's super super cool figure um i didn't get the best car i like the original armor he had before he got all leveled up but it's incredible i I also got the uh hot toys scarlet spider from the spider-man video game scarlet spider is by far my favorite spider-man suit and this there aren't a lot of toys of it so and and why is that why do i like scarlet spider yeah 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 because when you showed it to me i wasn't super familiar and i made fun of it as just a dude in a in a hoodie (laughs) <laughs> um, but I have seen the since seen the comics, like the covers and stuff. I haven't read any of it, um, but I mm-hmm. I looked interesting and I, I get it a little more. But I just thought maybe if you wanted to explain what your yeah. connection is with it. So growing up, I was always into Spider-Man. What started with comic, I just got like a stack of comic books from like my grandparents. Yeah, a lot of Red Sonia, a lot of uh, random like uh, horror comics and then like some Spider-Man comics. Mm-hmm. And so. I definitely latched on to Spider-Man as my favorite. Then, you know, you had like the 90s Spider-Man TV show and like I wasn't like super into comic books uh, until I think it was like Walmart or Costco used to have those packs of comics where it was like, here's the entire run for 99 cents because there were comics nobody wanted. Right. Yeah. Or sometimes they would it was like a weird in, like, mix of ones. like six comics and they say collector's edition or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I distinctly remember picking up like three of those and it was like all Clone Saga, all Scarlet Spider. Okay. Because at the time with the Clone Saga, they also like Scarlet Spider also had his own comic book series. Like same thing, like spectacular Ben Riley, like yeah. all the different, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, how they do with Spider-Man. And um, I just loved those comic books. I don't, I don't necessarily even remember that the stories were all that great. But just the artwork, yeah. I, I was just immediately drawn to uh, his suit. With the right artist, it looks really, really cool. I like, get it. It's just a hoodie, right? And a green suit. Or There's more to suit. it. Yeah. But like with the right artist, it looks really, really cool. And uh, well, it's, it's also like uh, the antithesis of other like super fancy superhero garb. Uh, right. We grew up in the early 90s. So like everybody had these really cool, immaculate costumes. And I think that might be one of the, maybe one of the first like found costume type yeah, designs. Yeah, costume. Yeah, which um, is now super popular. And like, yeah, well, Batgirl yeah. had that new run where she's like put together her costume. And well, Miles got, Morales wears a hoodie and yeah. tennis shoes now. And right. like everyone thinks that's the coolest, but Scarlet Spider did it way before he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, not to say it so. was wasn't done before, but um, no, I can get sp- the, like this is punk rock. This is. Like edgy, yeah. uh, like the dude just cool. the, he just know. spray painted a spider on his. We could all do that. I could be like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, dude. I know yeah. this is a bit of a tangent. We'll get back to and the- it added more details. Yeah, it just and it added details to the 
costume like spider-man's costume is cool but there's not much to it yeah but then when you add in like the wrist pouches and the ankle pouches it added enough 90s you know with pouches but it wasn't like yeah crazy um i don't know it was just well done i didn't want to get too into the weeds with comics when we were talking figures but uh, i do think that there's something to be said about those like grocery store bags that had like several comics in it we i think a lot of us saw those i know i bought them that was my first introduction. And I think there's a correlation between what was in those packs and what we found really interesting. And as we grew up, cause it's like, if that was your first real experience with like comic books, like, Hey mom, like I know we're doing groceries, but like, I, I want to, this looks really cool. And then you get yeah. it. And then there were like random throwaway comics. And then you build an attachment to those comics. Cause I have a comic collection. It was like well, a built in comic collection. And there was no other way. Like, yeah. I think a lot of people forget. I know I forget sometimes, but like when I was in high school, I remember going on AOL online or whatever for the first time. And the very first website I looked up was like marvel.com because I had those comics and I was like, I want to know more about comic books, but there's like, there's no way to know. Right. Cause I was, I, I was a kid. I couldn't just go. I mean, I was a little older, but like, I couldn't just go to the comic book store. Right. And, um, so those were like the of course they were so uh formative for a lot of people because that was all you had right Right. the discovery Um, was in those and the other thing is if you went to a comic book store you could finally get your parent to take you it was mostly just long boxes filled with bagged and boarded comics so you weren't seeing a lot of like i mean sure you'd have a few things now there's a lot more marketing involved because mm-hmm. it's a bigger ticket thing. But when you went to an early 90s comic book shop, there'd be a few posters, but you just you wouldn't know what was out there other than just some like, oh, there's a picture of Superman because he recently died uh, in that comic run and they're putting a <laughs> lot of money into that and everybody thinks it's going to be a collector's item. Uh, but you wouldn't have known about Scarlet Spider unless it was in that you know janky pack of comics you bought for two bucks at yeah. the grocery or store. you got Wizard Magazine. Yes. Which was the other way. And right. also was good for like learning about other aspects like toys and stuff like that. Yes, so. uh, definitely for sure. Now we can get back to the 12 inch figures, but uh, I was interested in what your thoughts were on the uh, Scarlet Spider toy. Cause when you got that, yeah. you were so stoked. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it looks great, but like, I don't get it. So I, it's I, the I, only one. It, like it's literally the only cool scarlet spider toy if you don't yeah. want a marvel legends like, that's the other thing it's it's too it's so niche like there are no what else would you get i don't yeah. even know if they make any six they have some six inch somewhere maybe marvel legends there's been a couple oh, okay but like older ones i don't know if they've done a new one recently so what was your first uh 12 inch figure what was your first one six what level what leveled you up because so the batman returns hot toys was like my first one that got me into that scale it was the Scarlet Spider. Oh, it was that one. That, that okay. was what got me interested. And again, there was like no other choice. So I was like, okay, I'm not I'm like really into 112, but this looks really, really cool. Right. Um, and then I got it and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, I, okay, I get 112 now um, because this is like way better than all my other toys as far as like being able to look at it and like the feeling you get when you look at it and being able to pose it. Yeah. Um, it's like just a realistic statue that I can put in any pose I want. Right. And uh, it's, it's super dope. And that's what started it. Then, uh, you know, I got Mando because I've been, that show has definitely grown on me as just like one of the better Star Wars properties. Yeah. And so I got that. And now I have all sorts of stupid stuff on pre-order. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I was just riding with the uh, Batman Returns figure for a while just because I felt like I needed to see what that scale and I'm a huge Batman fan, obviously. So it was worth throwing the money at it. And then I don't know that I've, so then it was the Mondo news, another Batman toy in that scale. I'm just trying to fill up my, my detolf of really sweet, larger figures. And then um, I more recently got a sideshow Batman. It's the noir black and gray scale, 12 inch figure. He's really cool doesn't come with a ton of accessories but um like the knitting and everything on the costume like i i think that's one of the huge benefits of these 12 inch figures like you're paying a lot of money but you're getting some really great details sure in the sculpting 
but in the actual like the accessories Sockets. and the and yeah and the costumes um using real cloth now i know there's a lot to be said about uh mezco 112 stuff and that kind of blends that that's a great I, one of the reasons why they're so popular is that you can get a lot of features and quality that you would get out of a one six figure in a six inch figure um, yeah that's one of the greatest things they get really those. close to and i think that's one of those gateway drugs they like, oh, this is only 80 bucks and the Hot Toys <laughs> is 200 250 depending on the model. So let's go with that. And then once you get that, it's it's not enough. You're like, well, well what, what if this <laughs> yeah. was twice the height? <laughs> so now and then you start getting kind of into like 112. Um, I don't want to say investing. I don't ever buy anything with the purposes of it going up in price. But yeah there's like a weird thing in 112 where like there are people who invest in it. And once those toys sell out, they immediately, almost all of them immediately skyrocket in price. Yes. If they're a popular property and then you pay a late, like a crazy late comers tax if you don't get them. And so then like, I know for me, I found myself in a situation when there's like three or four other toys coming out this year in the 112 scale where it's like, yeah, I would love to see, more reviews and see if I really need to own it. But if I don't get it, uh, I'm going to be paying a crazy latecomers tax. Yes. And like, so some examples of that, like I, I've really been getting into Doro Hedoro, which is like a manga anime. Yeah. Anime is on Netflix. I really recommend checking out the anime. It's really least. weird and wild, but it's a lot yeah. of fun. He didn't think I would like it. And I thought it was really cool. I yeah. It. It, it, it's very unique and interesting. And so there's two, three zero is re-releasing some, the company three zero is re-releasing some one twelve toys from that anime. And, and the uh, character designs are awesome too. That's the yeah. another thing is like, if you're going to get something that's in that scale, you want something that's real striking and unique. Yep. And there's nothing more striking than unique that I can think of than Dora Doro uh, characters. Yeah. I mean, there's a dude that's in a suit that's wearing a mask. That's a heart, like an anatomical heart head. And he's, it's wild, like just weird, yeah. weird stuff like that. So, yeah. And, um, the first wave of those, you know, if you, you want to go buy them, you know, they retailed for like 130, 140, but now if you go on eBay, they're like 800 bucks. So yeah, just like, well, I need to jump on this cause I like right. this a lot, which is a, uh, is a dangerous road to kind of go down because then you also find like, a, um, another really cool one, Berserk, which is a property, another manga that I've really, uh, enjoyed uh and gotten carl hooked on too yes um they're releasing a 112 guts in the berserker armor and uh that's really expensive and i really have to have it because i know if i don't buy it <laughs> i won't have another chance potentially it's so. on a lot of top lists if you haven't checked out berserk i'm several volumes in but i'm nowhere near I'm, maybe i'm close to the halfway point if that probably not but it being so popular and pretty infamous for the fact that we're worried that it'll never get finished because of the hiatuses. But I digress. <laughs> All that kind of encompasses the fact that it it being that popular, the 12-inch figure, once they sell out of those, it's going to go up in price and people are going to pay those prices. It's going to command those prices on the secondary market because well, there's, because there's no good there. toys. Yeah, there's, there's nothing like, else. There's like a handful of good berserk toys which doesn't make any sense yeah for how massively popular the series right. is and so especially in that situation there's like th three good toys of berserk and then yeah. like so you kind of gotta jump um, so if you know you have to have it wild. then you have that choice of am i gonna pay 230 dollars now or am i gonna see it go to 500 and then 700 you know in the next couple of years and they probably won't make it again for a really long time um, yeah. or ever because a lot of these things are kind of a one and done. Like, I I don't know. Does Hot Toys ever reprint anything? Because <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm actually I've not been in the 112 game long enough yeah. to really know how that works. That's what this I know is all about is we're discovering the stupid yeah. world that we didn't want to be a part <laughs> of. It got, but here we are. I know they re like I know they re-release stuff like with slight changes. Sure. Um, but I don't okay. know how often they're just what like, the oh, cycle looks like. Again. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing. So it'll go out of print for a really long time. That's kind of a guarantee. But so. then it starts getting crazy. Like, at least for me, it starts getting a little wild when you start contemplating buying all of the Power Rangers in one twelve. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because yeah. Power then, Rangers are cool, but I don't like lightning collection because those toys are kind of janky. Yeah. But oh yeah, I would love a 12 inch like with, realistic Power Rangers team. With, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and 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 they're and these are like official ones. And they're through three zero and Hasbro together. And yep. so we saw those come up uh recently. And we're like, well, Jesus, that's gonna be a grand. And then yeah. you find out it's gonna be a little over five hundred dollars, and you're like, what a deal! <laughs> <laughs> oh my Which god! Is- but it's just expensive enough. It's like I don't know how I'm gonna pay for it. By the way, we realize we're ridiculous. Five hundred dollars is uh, a significant amount. That's of the money. thing. That's why it's. I can't believe that that <laughs> is a thought that hit my head. That's that's right. the point. Is that. I thought it was going to be a grand and there's no way. Well, that's actually made me more annoyed is I was hoping it was going to be so expensive that there's no way. And then it's 530 or $540 for the entire six original Rangers with a uh, green Ranger in there. And then I'm like, well, well shit. Like if you divide that up by six people, that's actually a really good, you know, price for a one twelve. So that's the pro. That's what happens, man. That these crazy thoughts, yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. I I don't know if I'm pre-ordering it or not. Well, I might just get the Green Ranger. Like he's so sweet and yeah. But then I actually I probably will not get three zero uh, Rangers. I don't. There's some things about them. The only reason why they're doing it is because this company Ace Toys made knockoff Power Rangers right. in the scale they that everyone really loved and bought, and I think they look a little better. It, it's a give or take. Some things don't look as good on Ace Toys, some, like. But I think I like more the way the Ace Toys Rangers look, but they are much more expensive. Can I can so. I guess what it one of the factors of which you're grading this on? What the uh, crotch to cloth ratio? <laughs> I know for a fact <laughs> that crossed your mind. I'll never live that down. No, dude, no. I'm not even here to make fun of you. I looked at it myself, and Here's I think the the Ace Toys is more form fitting than the. Well, then the exactly sag. right. There's a little more. So let, let's let's boil it down. Okay. I said the crotch right, but what I was really saying is how does the cloth fit the body? Yes. Just the easiest way to see if it's not well done is usually how much is crotch. hanging that's down where, after the torso. Right. Yes, and that's usually where people fall apart, and then you get a little better idea of the quality, right? Yeah. Um, the three zero Power Rangers actually it it's very form fitting from the waist down. Yeah. But then when you look at their arms. It's like oh. loosey goosey. Even when they're standing straight, you can see the fabric folding, right. and that's not how a Power Ranger looks. So that is why I'm yeah, leaning yeah. more towards. Ace well, Toys. I actually compared the two because it it wasn't like I had the thought. Here's something funny. Now let me check. It was like I know we made jokes about about it before earlier on when we were talking Toy Fair in February, but. I actually was like, I, I see what you're saying. I know we made fun of it, but I see what you're saying. It, that's actually a pretty good area to check to see how well made the the cloth goods are, the soft goods of the suits of things. Like we were mm-hmm. talking about the Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze, uh, 112 Mr. Freeze that they had announced. And one of the problems is he's wearing like one of those kind of like coverall type of suits and the cloth hangs down. The, it's got a saggy crotch. And it, yeah. it, it it takes away from this dude can't get his suit. Like, granted, it's a coverall, so like you can get away with it, and it might have been part of the design. But you do see that with other ones, like a Power Ranger can't have a saggy crotch. Are you kidding me? They're high kicking, <laughs> and they're you know, they got explosions, and they're shooting their laser guns, and you know making yeah. Megazords happen. And you can't have a saggy crotch. You can see them running around. Are you kidding me? Well, it's hard, though, and I get where the struggle is with the toy companies, because in order to have the articulation you want, you, it's hard to have the skin tight. But the uh, Power Rangers should all be stretchy Lycra material, so yeah. it's it's a little harder to understand why something like that would happen with them. But Well, uh, yeah. anyway, what I would like to say to yeah. our audience is you're sitting here listening to a couple of addicts yeah. <laughs> and like our struggles with dealing with the uh, FOMO and all of that stuff. And I'm sure a lot of people out there go through that. I'd love to hear how other people are handling that aspect of collecting. Yes. Cause uh, I, uh, I don't know. I could just use some advice cause uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, We're... Fall, try, I fall victim to it very often. I, I agree. Uh, you guys should write us uh, through Instagram or uh, mail at play with it, podcast.com. 
uh, let us know how you guys handle this uh, this snowball effect with uh, purchasing <laughs> toys, specifically just the the items getting larger and more expensive as you go. I feel like we're two heroin addicts talking about how we just got into heroin, and you guys are just like, dude, I just recreationally use weed. Like, what? what? <laughs> These dudes are just a fucking injecting a right here live on the recording. Like, I that, feel like the meta- metaphorically that might be that's a just going bit on. of an offensive analogy, okay. but. Uh... Look, you know, uh, I understand your point. <laughs> is it offensive? I, I might be a little bit. Heroin. To who? Heroin addicts? I think yeah, that's okay to be. Die. Uh, it's a little more. Serious I'm not saying it's not serious, but I. All right. <laughs> Look, guys, if that bothered you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> write Sorry. us right in and tell us uh, which one you agree with. Do you think it's really offensive and Carl should go on a shameful apology tour? Or do you think I'm being a little sensitive? Let us know. Yeah, I'm not saying it, we're. I know Carl, we're asking for a- help, guys. There's not a hotline for expensive toys. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, for uh, man children with uh, no self control. There's no yeah. hotline for that. No, there's there's not. And I think there should be. Uh, <laughs> let us know what you guys think on all that. Let's uh, we'll, we can revisit it at some point. But uh, it's not getting better, and we need to, <laughs> we need to figure something out. All right, guys. Uh, now we want to talk about some game stuff, uh, board game stuff. This Wait, pe- board games? We talk about board games on this We podcast? do talk about board games. We're trying to do it a little more. We talked about Hero Quest last time. You yeah. and I personally talk about toys more. I think that's where we feel like we're we never talk about toy focused right now. Yeah, yeah, we're feeling pretty in toy- our personal lives, especially when we can't see our friends and we can't do game nights. And uh, so we just to make ourselves feel better, we buy toys. <laughs> because you can enjoy it by yourself so board games guys this particular one that we want to discuss uh almost ended our friendship and i just wanted to i think it's but and then once we kissed and made up i think it's a great topic to see what everybody else thinks so i kind of want to set it up and then we can kind of go from there fantasy flight games puts out some really cool games one that's really popular that's kind of more of uh in the same vein as Hero Quest, which you know we're we're fans of, Descent is a uh, real popular dungeon crawl game, and they are coming out with a new version, and it's actually not a version three. What's that? Oh, sorry, uh, I said it's not a board game. Sorry. Oh, oh, I see. Very in the lead. We're already already doing it. No, I got to tell them where we're. We got to tell them where we're at. Then we can we can go from there. Okay. Uh, Des- Descent Legends of the Dark is a total app based dungeon crawler. And it can be pre-ordered on their website, Fantasy Flight's website, for one seventy-five. So it's a it's a big boy. It is a completely different game. It's got three D terrain, multiple level scenarios, and it's coming out second quarter twenty twenty-one. Now, when Noah and I were playing our game via Zoom, and we were talking about, hey, did you see that they announced Descent game? And we got into a little bit of a back and forth on the fact that it's total app-based, whether this is something that we would be interested in. And we had different views on it. So Noah, do you want to take it from there, kind of see what your perspective on this, and then uh, I'll come back at it? Yeah, of course. I love talking about my perspective. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, so really the crux for me was when... When does a board game become not a board game and it's just an app that you have to buy accessories for? To me, this is kind of crossing the line like um, a little bit from the description. Obviously, I don't have all the details, but um, I think it's just a little weird to call this a board game. Mm -hmm. If all of the actual mechanics and engines behind it are being handled by an app, it's closer to a video game. I know that might seem a little weird, and old fashioned. And I know other games use apps. I'm not opposed to apps. Like when we play Kingdom Death, we actually rely on a couple different apps to make it a better experience. Right. But what we don't do is play a video game together and call it a board game. Right. <laughs> I just feel like there's a difference. We're not playing the game on the apps. The apps are assisting us and not even like there's still cards, there's still dice, there's still like all of that stuff. Right. I don't know. And I just think it's a weird slippery slope to be on because also like, well, a lot of people might feel like me where they just want to play a board game. 
they don't i don't always want to like kingdom death is an exception in my collection not the rule i don't want to have to pull out a spreadsheet and an app and my phone and my ipad to play a game right which um, to I, be said we choose to use those as aids but we don't have to play it that way and no, that's no, the point you're making exactly. Right. And that's exactly right. Like we have a choice. It's a board game, but we're using these things as aids. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I just feel a little weird about it. It seems, yeah, it seems like a, just a different way to sell a video game. It doesn't seem like a board game anymore to me. Sure. I think it's a valid point, uh, which I didn't get across when we first talked about it. <laughs> what <laughs> happened was I was really excited about it. And then he was like, nah. And then I'm like, Dude, it's going to be great. So I think my thing is um, it's not your traditional board game. You do have to have the app. You still have your part to play that is analog, lack of a better term. And then you have the app is handling the Dungeon Master exclusively. Now to Noah's point, you don't have the option to play with another person and not have to use the app. Now, previous version of Descent, which is is was a journey through the dark or whatever. I can't remember. The, the, ver, the earlier Descent version, version 2, had app capability added to it. And uh, I have it. It's kind of cool, but you don't have to play it that way. It's a way to play co-op. Like uh, the wife and I could play co-op against our tablet, and that's really sweet. But let's say they stop supporting that, which they will at some point. Oh, <laughs> They'll every, stop. App, every app gets... yeah not supported anymore eventually right. then you wouldn't be able to have that and then eventually yeah you it'll fall off where you can't even download it to a device and right. then what you have you, useless card i don't have a box. device that'll play that i need a super old ipad to play that game and then what are you doing are you buying an old ipad that hasn't been updated so that you can play a game that you bought so and to say all that to say traditionally when you buy a board game you can play it 50 years later with all the as long as you have all the parts and you don't have to rely on anything else. You have everything you need in the box. This is not the case for this game. So it does sit in a different category. I completely agree with Noah on that. And I think that's something that you're going to really need to think about if you decide to partake in this game. I think I'm going to get it, but I'm getting it on the basis that I'm going to play it to get my $175 out or maybe a little bit less if I can get it from you know an online retailer. But you have to know that that's a game that you're going to consume. And then once you consume, it's over. Maybe you'll get a few more playthroughs. Maybe you get a couple of different campaigns going. But you have to know going into it. And I'm going to go into it knowing this will not be a forever game. So I think that's that's a hard pill to swallow for some people. And I, I'm going to look at it some more. So I'm not 100% sold, but I'm interested in it. And I'm okay with that. But it needs to be said and maybe put more attention on it by fantasy flight to let everybody know. And they won't because it's, it's not a selling point. Hey, uh, this is more of a consumable than it is a, right. an actual board game. The way you think about it, because eventually five, 10 years down the road, you won't be able to play this game anymore. Maybe quicker. If it's not even pop, if it's not that popular, that's the thing we're that's heading true. down the route that, Video games, are, video games are at right now where yeah. like what eventually this could turn into is like people releasing janky ass games because they can update the app later that sort of scenario or like yeah it didn't sell very many copies so why are we going to continue to develop like support like, the app crashes and then you can never play again like there there are video games where the online servers shut down after a year because right people didn't stop playing it but all the people who bought it there were still people who bought it yeah who got their functionality taken away like that's what we want to open board games up to and i know there's like a good side where it allows hot fixes and things where like they can fix the rules if there's something a little weird but um that's just not what i look for board games for yeah Um, i'm worried that like that's where this is going to move the industry in that direction. And if it does, that's okay. There will be a lot less board games for me to buy, but yeah, I think it's weird. I don't know. No, I think it's valid and I think it's important that we discuss this and I'm glad that we're doing it. I wonder because this is backed by such a big game company. I mean, Asmodee owns fantasy flight. Isn't that how that works now? Anyway, they're one of the biggest companies in the game 
they make really good finished polished games they're putting out all those really great star wars games the arkham horror stuff they have all these different segments so this is going to work for this game but is it going to work going forward it'll work for a while i think it's going to be popular enough for them to support the app for a while and no one's going to really notice but there'll be that one day that you're going to have it on the shelf and i haven't really got to that game yet or um, I haven't played it in a while. I'd like to pull it out. And then you're not going to be able to play it because you don't have either the app downloaded and it won't download because you have a newer version of the operating system on your iPad or what have you. And then it's fucking dead weight. Yeah, it sounds like you're a lot more on my side now than you were at first when we almost stopped being friends. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, I also like, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but with the amount of apps there are in that, Apple App Store right now. It seems pretty easy to create an app game of some sort versus the amount of like in-depth board games there are. Mm-hmm. And so part of me is also like, well, is this just a lazy like, no, we don't want to actually design a way to play this single player. Like, let's just hire a development team to create an app. Like, that's what much easier than actually designing a game, right? a board game to to be played a certain way. Um, so it also seems a little bit like a cop-out. Um, Another thing I, I foresee is if there is some backlash on this or maybe even not, they may come up with a an expansion or added accessory that gives you the ability to play this without. Like I can imagine... Gosh. They're just gonna How much sell. is this game going to freaking cost, dude? $175 well, be- for an app-driven game? Yeah. Like where where is that all that money going? It, it, I mean... Even if you look at the most stupid CMON game with the most stupid amount of miniatures, we're looking at like a hundred bucks, 120 bucks, and yeah. they still have to print all of those cards and all that stuff. How could this game possibly be worth $175 when it's also app driven? So like you're not even printing point. the amount of resources, right? Like, so like what is going on with that? And then, and then even it if it must they, be app support, like startup app support. Like Which I don't like, want to pay for. Right. Like, right. You know, that's on them. That's not on yeah, me. We're already still going in the wrong direction, regardless of how you yeah. cut it. Yeah. It's expensive. Like, yeah. It should know. be, it should be a hundred dollar game at this point. And then, or I don't know. I don't know. They should have included a way to play it without the app. That's really would have solved all the problems. The app assisted games are, are going to be more prevalent. They are get They get really good. They help with immersion it keeps you from having to get someone to play the fucking dungeon master when no one wants to play the dungeon master. Like all these <laughs> things are great, but yeah. not at the expense of being able to to use it anytime you want. You're restricting the usability of the product. Well, and there's there's a place for it. Like yes. I know the Gloomhaven app, which is basically the board game as an app. That's like a lot of. That's the only way a lot of people get to play Gloomhaven because it's a little complicated. Right. And there there's a segment for that. What but that is its own thing. It's a different product. That, it what they didn't do the is say, here's an app plus like three cardboard components. They just made it an app, yeah. like a game you could play. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It's a board game, pers- a video game of a board game, not yeah. an app that helps you play a game. But maybe I'm old fashioned. If I'm old fashioned, you guys can let me know. Yeah. I would like to know what the general public thinks because uh, often my feelings don't align with a lot of people, but sometimes I'm surprised and they are. So, yeah. If I could get this uh, at a discount, it looks really cool. And I would like to play it in that way because I think that the game flow, the advantages of like having the app to kind of move the game along and actually play the campaign, I could see it being good, but I have to buy it and it can't be judged against another game that's of that same price because those games can be played without an app. So you're really going to have to think about it, whether it's something that's for you. And we're definitely interested in hearing your thoughts. So um, let us know what you think. Uh, Not to keep harping. It's just weird. Video games don't cost $175. Most board games don't cost $175. Right. What is going on here? Yeah. And take it from people (laughs) that own $400 board games. This is ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. Well, if I could legitimately say I only spent $400 on Kingdom Death, then, uh, I bet my wife would be a lot happier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at the same time, we didn't, for the full complete experience, we didn't pay $400. We paid like 200 and something. 
Yeah, it's and it has nerd. all you need in the game, yep. in the box. So yep, don't need an extra thing unless you're addicted. Well, uh, see how see how we brought it full circle. Anyway, yeah. let's wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, we're coming at the end of the year, and uh, we appreciate all of you. We've had a great time doing this. Uh, we're going to be back in January uh, with some new episodes for the year. And we want to see, we're thinking about maybe doing twice a month. I know we kind of do once a month-ish uh, with a few that got kind of skipped due to a lot going on. But uh, if you guys think that's a cool idea, if you guys would like to hear us more often, maybe about the same amount of content, but instead of like an hour and a half or whatever, we'd be looking more at uh, doing 45-minute episodes twice a month or something like that. Let us know if you think that's a good idea. Yeah. Or if not, we and might do it anyway. I think now is a good time to officially announce that this will be my last episode without a jingle. Uh, my pledge to you in 2021 is to create a jingle that Carl has to put music to for every episode, whether that's we release an episode once a month or twice a month, as Carl just described. So if you want more jingles, you should tell him we should release twice a month. If you want less jingles, we should release once a month. But um, this is the last episode where I will have not demanded a jingle be made. Um, and that's for you, because I know you people out there, um, you just need hope. You need happiness. You need love. Uh, and that's what our jingles bring. So thank you. So this is uh, this is audio only. But uh, if you could see my face right now, yeah, I'm none too pleased. That was Whatever. quite a roller coaster. I was like, are you literally about to officially quit the podcast? And then it went uh-huh. to, are you seriously going to demand that I do a jingle every episode? So remember, guys, how I said uh, maybe we should do twice a month. I think we're gonna go back to once a month, <laughs> so that I have no, time to write a we, song. We work for we work for you, particularly Carl works for you, and I know yeah. you guys have been clamoring for more jingles. So that's yeah. really what this is all about. So um, yeah, um, look forward to it, and uh, don't forget to play with it. forward to it and uh, uh, don't forget to play with it <laughs> way to way to really just power <laughs> that was a power move just to end the podcast on me like that all right fine <laughs> fuck it play with it